Welcome to Talk Wealth to Me, a safe space podcast where we chat about anything and everything related to personal finance. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute as accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Was there something, so you were, you already had the Peloton before the pandemic started. Was we there did. something that you, I guess, purchased to try to make the quarantine a little bit more comfortable? Is there something that you noticed that you guys have been spending more money on? You know what? The one thing that we literally consciously did was, which has been out of the ordinary financially, is we did um, subscribe to HBO Max. Um, because the show Friends, which was on Netflix forever, my kids, literally, it's their favorite thing ever. And <laughs> so now that it's on HBO Max, my wife's like, you know what? This all sucks. This is terrible. Let's give them Friends at a touch of a button instead of having to wait for TBS and commercials. Um, and uh, so that's one thing. But it's four ninety nine a month, so... But, you know, we had talked about this before, right, Felipe? I mean, with the cutting the cord, so to speak, right, not having that. But now with all these apps, with all the different things that you want, they can add up pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, if you start, if you get like 10 of them. Right. Yeah, you know, even at 4 to $10, right. I mean, there you go. So we did have Netflix, which we've had, is which is three ninety nine a month because um, we've had it forever. Uh, we did get the... Um, what is um what disney is plus huh disney plus disney plus yeah that's a kind of a and that's way cheaper than buying dvds though and oh, all yeah. those movies and stuff yeah so, and they released them pretty quick very very quick and plus not only did the movies but star wars and all those different things yeah. and uh youtube tv which is the one normal like tv we do have so i think altogether we spend 80 bucks a month with everything um which is still significantly lower than what we were paying with direct TV. Uh, so, but yeah, that's the one thing, Katie. I, I mean, we did, you know, the extra HBO max, um, and for friends, I mean, so for all those friends fans <laughs> out there, um, you know, my kids adore it. I mean, they could watch it. We got it about two weeks ago and they're already on season four. So oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Felipe, what's yeah. going on in your house? We uh, we did get, um, we added Hulu just to add some variety to Netflix. Um, but it's like the, we added just the cheap one with commercials. And it's kind of annoying where you're used to not having commercials, but they're like 30 seconds. And we don't watch it nearly as much as Netflix. So um, I have started, well, I thought I was going to start playing more video games. So I bought I signed up for like the Nintendo online account. Uh, turns out Sarah plays more video games. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. And I bought the Nintendo Switch a while back for me so that I could, as they're watching TV, I can jump on there and play, uh, trying to get, you know, play some video games. And it's been taken over. Uh, <laughs> Sarah never played video games. She loves, you know, Animal Crossing and, so I get, I don't get to play it. Uh, but that's, you know, one of the things. And then we did buy a, when quarantine first started, a Bowflex uh, workout machine. 
Are you using it consistently? Finally putting some, some, uh, usage to it recently. Um, and we started eating better, um, doing a, doing weight watchers. Really? Good for you. Yeah. Week, week and a half. Uh, so that's been, uh, just a change to my grocery shopping list more than anything. Uh, and then trying to figure out recipes because I'm not a part of the problem is my cooking doesn't incorporate enough healthy things. So I think just and we mentioned it during our presentation, Chase, earlier this week that uh, it, it like when you track your expenses, sometimes it's a matter of awareness. And I think when I started tracking what I was eating, it created this extra level of awareness, this similar to when you would track your expenses. Yeah, that made me realize oh man, like that pizza pocket really messed me up for the whole day. And, you know, I could do a pizza pocket real quick in the morning, but, you know, that set me up for, you know, uh, a uh, failure with my dietary needs. Well, Felipe, I'm I'm just going to put it out there that anything that is named pizza pocket probably shouldn't be consumed. Just (laughs) They're delicious though. Anything that you can just throw in a microwave and you have to put a, a sleeve over the top of it to cook it. To get the crispy. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's probably not on the dietary white watchers list. No, it is, but you get a lot of points for it. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> no you know, judgment. Speaking of food, um, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but um, some of my favorite restaurants closed during like March, April. Right. So when they reopened late part of May, June, I went overboard ordering takeout. Did you guys have that experience? I did. Yeah. We, and we found out very quickly, we missed our restaurants that we go to, but we also realized that getting it and bringing it back home wasn't nearly as satisfying as eating it at the place itself. Um, and, and I don't know if it's just because of, you know, atmosphere or having to, you know, put something in a box and drive it home. And when they prepare that food, that's not, they don't prepare it meant to be in a box for 15, 20 minutes to get home. Right. So we, we both realized after we'd spend 60, $70 on a meal for the four of us, and then we'd finish it and go, was that worth it? Was that like the experience that we have when we go? And, and it just wasn't. So we really have not been eating out at home as much as we did when those first really started opening back up again. We didn't. I, I, because I was more because of the weight trying to control my knowing that I wasn't working out enough. I was like, you know what? I think we've broken that habit of eating out and by force because the places we normally go eat out are closed. Um, so if we just don't fall back into it by just not going, we, the hard part is done. The hardest part, you know, of breaking a habit is that initial stage. Yeah. So it's broken now. Why give it a chance to, to come back? So we've had a, I mean, we ate out for Sarah's birthday. Um, and we had like father's day, we had uh, barbecue and, and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, we've not have not frequenting the taco shops at the moment. Um, so no, we've tried to keep it healthy as much as possible in, in Barrington. He's, you know, he'll say, Hey guys, um, when are we going to go out and eat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our kids love to go out and eat too. That's the one thing you mentioned taco shops in here in San Diego, that 
that's the food that does travel pretty well. That's the kind of food that you can, oh, there's nothing like a good old burrito. California burrito. Yeah, except like French, like Clay found out the other day, he only ate half of it and then he warmed it back up and he's like, oh, the fries don't warm up as well. The fries, they don't and come then if back they have well. sour cream, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Oh, they get that on the guacamole. side now. They've learned. They, so they dip it now instead of. <laughs> instead so of it doesn't it get all there. warm and crusty in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That warm sour true. cream is the worst. Oh, yeah, that's how my husband my... orders stuff. He's like, like, lettuce and sour cream on the outside, please. So that if I don't it's eat like it, one of my biggest pet peeves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> right. There's a lot to be said for that. Absolutely. It's funny things we've learned. You guys are both cooking more at home. Are you guys trying out new recipes? Like where are these ideas coming from? Normally look online and then I get the idea. I look at it. I see the recipe. And I think it's part of a habit of just the way my mom used to cook with no recipes. Um, It drives drives Sarah crazy. (laughs) Uh, I improvise. I see the idea. I see the thing says stuff turkey turkey stuff like jalapenos stuffed with something all i see is jalapenos stuffed with turkey and then i just kind of go for it yeah i just like oh i've seen this used in stuffing before and i got some low fat uh this and i'm gonna throw the turkey in there and and then the other day i looked at it and i was like that's not gonna work so i had to cut them up and put them like as a base and it was just like a I don't know what it was, but it was just jalapenos or chili, green chilies um, cut up in the air fryer. I put aluminum foil down and I put a layer of them and then I just layered turkey, whatever, on top and then salsa or pico de gallo on the top. That sounds really It was good. easy. It came out okay. I've succeeded at some. I've really missed pizza on others. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I usually just go online. I try and find, or now that we're doing the Weight Watchers, they have a lot of uh, little recipe ideas. You need to follow those to the T mm-hmm. so you can get your points the way they should so be. So you get the points correctly, yeah. Right. Now I just, so Sarah says the same thing. Like if you follow it, we can just click on the little thing and get the points right. But you don't follow it. So now I have to manually enter turkey. Yeah. Manually enter. Um, I mean, it still works. You just got to manually enter everything. <laughs> an extra couple steps what's what's yeah. the heck um you know it's funny i i've carrie and i neither of us are like super good cooks um i i have certain things that i've been really good at. i've become really good at barbecuing um i've i've always been a good barbecuer but i've also been also been always a charcoal barbecue guy and that's kind of a that's that's like an event barbecuing because it takes a yeah. while to get it going and then you smoke everybody out and so about a year and a half ago, Carrie and I broke down. I just said, right, we'll get the gas grill. And since this whole time, I probably barbecued three, five, three to five days a week of different kinds of things. And I've been really good at, you know, if it's pork loin or pork chops or, um, you know, chicken, certain chicken things, if it's boneless or with bone, you've got to cook those things all much differently um, at a much different heat. So I've just Googling how to cook that on a gas grill. And it's funny how much stuff comes up and how many good recipes. And I follow that when we have a new temperature thing. And it's turned out that I'm a much better barbecuer now than I used to be when I used to just kind of, kind of just kind of go, well, I'll, okay, it looks good. Uh, There, there is an art to it. So I'm much better (laughs) at that. And Carrie had found a few different, um, there was a place called the butchery 
uh, that she would we would get meat delivered to us uh, and different things uh, that was cheap for a while. And then when meat got a little bit more expensive because of the lack, it got a little bit more expensive and it wasn't worth getting the deliveries every month. Um, so now we pick and choose as we go. So um, we've tried a little bit of it all. Um, and, uh, you know, it's some of this just gets boring. Like uh, I, I made turkey tacos forever and, and Carrie now is just like, if we're having those, I'm just, I got to have a grilled cheese or something. Cause I'm just turkey tacoed <laughs> out where my kids, they would eat that every night of the week if they could. Oh, same with my kids. They, I, the turkey tacos is kind of one of the things where I know I could sit it in front of them and they're not going to complain. They're just going to eat yeah. it. And then they're going to be like, either can I have some more or I'm done before I even go sit down myself. We had these incredible grilled, uh, I, I grilled up some uh, pork loin, which well done pork loin. And if you have the right sauce, it's, it's just awesome. And my kids are like, Ugh, we have to eat that. Pork <laughs> is so fatty. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys have no idea how much people pay for a pork loin, right? That's really, and if it's done well, and then they, doesn't sound good, but then they ate it and they're like, oh, this is delicious. Okay. I really, okay. I'm sorry. And they do that all the time. And then, uh, I realized that my wife says, you know who they sound like, right? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Right. I do that too. Like, cause it just doesn't sound good at the time. Yeah. Uh, but then you end up eating it and it's great. It's like, kind of like stir fry. Like I always think, ugh, I don't want stir fry. And then when I eat it, I go, man, that's really good. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what it is about the brain versus the taste buds. You just think about certain things that you want and you don't want. Yeah. How about like you, Katie? That. What's that? How about you? Well, like I said, I went ham with taking, like ordering takeout. <laughs> takeout. Because what happened was, so my birthday was in April. My first and second choice restaurant for where I wanted to order takeout from, they were both closed. So I started feeling like, oh my gosh, if once this place opens, I have to go, you know? You got to support them too. Yeah. And then there's other things like there's a bakery that I like in Ocean Beach and they're actually selling a lot of their stuff in Frozen. So oh, cool. I bought, I went way overboard there too, but I just stacked it all in the freezer. But, but that's a good now. thing. I mean, mentally, you know, we need some kind of normalcy and a lot of that and food has a lot to do with that. Um, so that that is a good thing. And Phil, I'm proud of you though for going the healthy route because it's way. easy to well, get use excuses to get off right it's just like a budget yeah eating earlier healthy working out use that bow flex man i know i gotta get on it earlier in the quarantine though i was like oh i'm gonna go support a local small business or two and i was trying to figure out which ones <laughs> so i've supported breweries and because you know san diego we have a lot of them yes we do and it, you know it, it was partially yes i want to support them because i want to make sure they're open and available when you know, they don't close down, but at the same time, it wasn't the most healthy of uh, a choice as far as calories. Um, I know, saw like something, the, there was like a stat and it said alcohol consumption is up like 75% or something like sales. Like it's crazy, crazy high. What else is there to do? We're in our houses, right? You're home. You're not going anywhere the rest of the yeah. day. There's no uh, baseball practice, soccer practice to drive to. I got no responsibilities whatsoever right now. And no, I mean, that's not true anymore. But at the beginning of this thing, Carrie yeah. and I did, we're not drinking any more now than we normally do. But at the beginning of this thing, we were drinking more than normal. And I don't know how much of that psychologically was just nerves and trying to relax a little bit or just 
honestly pure boredom. I mean, for a, when you're looking at the same people over and over and over again, as much you as you love like them, to, yeah. it's we weren't built like this, right? We weren't at least and some of you know, at least the personalities activities. in our home. We're not. Yeah. I mean, we're people. People, you know, we're people persons. We like to get out. Our, even our kids are very social animals. Um, we're both. None of us are introverts. We're all extroverts. So, it's for us. This has been really, really difficult. But I also have friends that are introverts, and this is like wonderful for them. Like they love the fact they don't have to go into public and do those kinds of things. So, I mean, it just really depends on the kind of person that yeah, you I are. Yeah, I mean, I like it. To be honest, I could. I, I'm going literally bananas. I see. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I have days where like I, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling, and that's where I turn inward and I am focusing on like my mental health and like that's when I'll you know do like a kickboxing workout or go for a run or yeah. do something. That's great. Um, but what I like about this is that I am the type of person that I struggle to like, I'm just going to come on and say it. Like, I don't necessarily get along with everyone. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I know that about myself. So for me, this is great because I don't have to put on that face of like, okay, let's just get along to get along. Like I can just be who I am more authentically this way. Cause like, I can just, you know, do my job, like podcast with you guys. Then most of the rest of the time I'm hanging out with the people that give me the energy, I guess that's where my introvertedness comes from. There's certain people that give me energy. Well, you are a cup of tea. I can tell you that. (laughs) You're so friendly. How can you not get along with Katie? Uh, No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. Oh, look, I mean, we're at a time when lots of people, you know, social media age, especially right now, things are so, you know, people are in the the world just don't, don't seem to have the abilities to just, listen to other people's opinions or viewpoints and not um, get fueled by, if you disagree with me, then you're wrong. Right. And I don't believe that I have my beliefs from what I know my experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't have other people's experiences. So they see that through their lens. And that's why having an open mind and having an open heart and listening to people is so, so extraordinarily important. And that's what, I mean, honestly, one of our great volunteers wrote me the other day and said, I don't know if you've seen all my information on Facebook and Instagram. I've been really promoting this 5k walk. And I wrote her back just privately and said, look, I'll be honest. I'm not looking at any of that right now because it just, it, it really, there are people that just literally love chaos and they love to, they love to push their point across and have arguments. I've, I've defriended probably three or, four close friends of mine from high school that I just, they want to debate everything. And I just can't, it's just not healthy for me. See, so, that's what I'm talking about. We get to just get away from those people for a little bit. Yeah. You just can, you know, defriend, put the block up and it feels <laughs> nice. It's okay. <laughs> right. And, and that, that, I think that's just my, I, I think through this whole thing, um, beyond the fact that you feel I, I, the, the, the disease itself, the virus itself doesn't scare me as much as what all of this is doing to our society, what it's done to people that have lost their jobs, what it's what is, done to what social aspects. What is all of this? The virus. I mean, when I mean the, 
the entire shutdown, what, what has happened with businesses, why, you know, we're staying home, we're trying to be healthy. I understand all that when, and, and, you know, I personally knock on wood, you know, I don't want to get the virus. I don't want to be sick. Um, but there are thousands and thousands of other illnesses that we deal with all the time. Right. And we, this is just another one that we're going to have to add to the list in, as, as we go forward over time. What is frustrated me is the, is, and and I'm not pointing blame at anyone. I, I, it is what it is. We are where we are. Um, the, the government or officials are doing what they think is best for everyone in this situation. There's no ultimate right answers for everybody. And there's, so that's what I mean by this is as much as I may disagree or agree with certain things of the way this has all been handled. The fact is that hopefully everyone's doing the best they can and doing what's in the best interest of everybody. And that's where I just say, look, if I, even if I disagree with this, I'm going to do it because it's at the better interest of everyone. Um, so I, I just wish people would be more open-minded and do what's best for their families um, because the mental health side of this, the repercussions, you guys, you know, Felipe has children, um, one of which is in school. Yeah. The repercussions that this ha is having on kids not being able to go to school is dramatic, absolutely dramatic. Learning online, it's look, it is what we have right now. And it's the best we've got, but it is going to have a major setback for our kids. Um, I have noticed my children who are outgoing, they, they're struggling with this, that they can't go see any friend that they want. They're not going out as much. Um, it's been very difficult for them. Um, and yet, and Carrie and I, and we talk about not going back to school or doing these kinds of things. I mean, these are major decisions that have to be made. Um, and, but I, and I'm less worried about my children than I am for those that, you know, don't have the resources that Carrie and I have. We, we're both lucky. We both have our jobs. We both have our incomes. We're both able to work from home. So, and, and our kids are at an age where even if we do have to go to the office eventually, they're at an age where they can stay home by themselves. So we're not worried about that. But there are so many families that are not in that situation. And what do those kids do? And they don't have the luxury of having um, a computer or Wi-Fi system that is good enough for them to be able to learn. So th there's just so many scenarios. So when I say all of this, I'm just saying there are so many different factors, even though we're all in this together, each of us has our own issues that we have to get through through this. Not that we don't have our own issues in just everyday regular life, right? Even if right. throw the pandemic out of this, we all have our own things, financial and otherwise. So well, right. And throw, like you said, throw the pandemic out of this. We had a country where there, there were a lot of people in financial trouble. Yeah. Before this, this just made it worse much, much more quickly. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is a growing question that we will have to, as a nation, as a world really go forward and figuring out what is the best solution for everyone. Um, and, you know, there are, there's always going to be, um, those with more and there's going to be more and there's going to be those with less. And then there's going to be a lot of people right in the middle. Um, so it's, right. it's, you which know, there's not a I perfect think, solution. There's not, which is why I think um, the pandemic, at least 
for me and myself has been a great time for me to rethink about who I'm comparing myself to and, and like why, right? Hmm. So money goals, home goals, like even in our last episode, I have this idea of what I'm supposed, what kind of a house I'm supposed to live in. Part of it is influenced by, you know, society. Part of it is influenced by me being a tourist and being very materialistic. So I'm trying to check myself and not compare anybody else who's 30 or younger and has a home. I'm just trying to compare myself to where I am now, which is I'm a lot more financially stable right now than I was at the beginning of the pandemic. And part of that is because I'm paying attention to like Felipe saying, what am I budgeting? Like, what am I putting in my like household or my body through food? And then also what kind of emergency savings do I have? You know, am I still contributing to my 401k or do I need to pause that and make sure that I can keep my rent going for another month? You know, there's all of these things. And I think that like I said, this pandemic has really kind of forced us to take a look at what are you individually, how is your situation improving or what are you doing in that that realm? Because if you constantly are comparing yourself to other people, especially in this pandemic, you're going to be very sorely disappointed. Absolutely. Especially if you're on social media comparing yourself to other people. Oh my God, yes. They're only going to show you what they want you to see. No one's going to share, you know, you know, it's all happy and for the most part, I mean, there's some people who like to share all the, the Debbie Downers, but you know, for the most part, you know, they're going to show you that you're going to see the fun things. You're not going to see the everyday, you know, whatever it is struggle that they're going through. They're just going to show you the highlights that they want you to see. So if you start comparing yourself to others on social media, whether it be financially or otherwise, you know, you're going to be like, wow. Right. That's, that's a tough comparison. Yeah. It, it is. And, and, and it doesn't, honestly, the truth is, Katie, you hit it on the head and it doesn't matter what socioeconomic area you're in. You're always going to compare yourself to your surroundings, your age group, your cultural background, family, whatever it might be. And it is, this could be a good time to just realize uh, for yourself, take a look and go, is what I have enough for now? Right. I mean, cause we always, it's human nature to want more. Right. And it's, human nature in a lot of ways to look at, you know, what I don't have and where I thought I was going to be and where I should be. And I'll just tell you after having, having been your age before I went through a lot of the same things that you're like, I didn't own a home until I was 38 years old for the longest time. I'm thought, what, how come I'm not further along than I should be or as far as, along as this friend of mine is. And the pure fact is, is that we all, as we talk about budgeting all the time, we walk our own map, right? We have our own journey. And that's all you can worry about is your journey. And don't worry about what uh, Joe is doing over here or Molly is doing over there. Just worry about, you know, what you can control and what you and your husband's course is. And I think that's really, really smart. And financially, that's a great way to to look at it. Um, and when you make your choices on where your money's going to go or what you're going to do, whether it pay rent or look at a new buying a home or whatever it might be, when the time is right for you, it will be right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, actually, I want to bring this up because this is kind of sillier. But um, at the beginning of the pandemic, 
do you remember when there was all that like the toilet paper shortage and stuff where people <laughs> were desperately like, looking um, for newspaper? That seems like years ago now. Right? Okay. So this is a true story. There was almost no toilet paper. I started looking in to see how much like a bidet would cost. Like <laughs> <laughs> um I have because, a few friends that bought them. Yeah? Yeah. Did they positive review? I asked them the other day if they're still <laughs> using it. And the answer is not really. <laughs> Well, and now it's like you can go, the, it seems like there's always something that's a little more in shortage than others. It has been at least since it started, you know, toilet paper, hand sanitizer. You can find that, all that in abundance now. That, yeah. And then yeah. meat, even to the point where you were like limited to how much meat you could buy at the grocery store to now it's more back to normal. Now, apparently it's coin. Yeah, I saw that today. So I had to go so into CVS like, for my eye and buy these special eye drops for $22 for a thing that big. And uh, they said they were shortage on coins, which was coins, interesting to yeah. me considering how many people, how many, how many times have you used physical cash in a while? Oh, it's been, well, I've been doing Instacart for groceries. So, and at the gas station, you use your card at the pump, even if it's your debit card. And, you know, it's like, I don't remember the last time I used. I think cash. the only, the only like industry that's accepting cash, like without any sort of ban would be the cannabis weed industry. Really? Uh, there's, I've only ran into only a couple businesses that aren't accepting cash right now. Um, and that's okay. been in when I've gone to play golf honest okay truth um burrows and fries is not accepting cash and At there are some the restaurants <laughs> yeah there are there are there are quite a few restaurants that aren't accepting cash too but um most of the ones that i frequent uh have are, are using it but the honest truth is i just haven't carried it as much i was right. thinking about that because that's advice that a lot of people give out is to use cash when you're trying to pay off debt how i mean that must be really throwing some people for a loop like if they the don't have system. access to a credit card or debit card and now cash yeah. isn't accepted See, yeah that, that would be tough if that was your strategy to go like on a cash system and now you might not be able to use cash the answer but for that though with, is you can use a cash card if, if that would be use a debit card way to do or it. something just put your cash on it um you can do that okay so Katie, have there, there I, I understand that there's been questions from some of our listeners. Yes. So we have a couple of questions that came in. Um, I'll just rapid fire them at sure. you guys. Absolutely. Okay. First question that came in is, oh my gosh, talk well to me. I need a budget. Do you use any budgeting app, either a free or paid version? If so, what do you use? Um, I will tell you that I personally, and I've used uh, a few through the years, uh, but my wife and I use Mint now, um, and, and we used Mint far before actually Intuit is a partner of, of the SDFLCs um, with all their educational tools. Um, but we used Mint before, and we still use Mint now, and it is free, and it's amazing um, how useful it is for me. But there are hundreds me, out there. For me, it's the same. I've tried others, uh, sometimes just as research to try and try others, but um, Mint is the one that, even before we were working with Mint on the education side of things, um, you know, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, um, it's just very it's, robust it's easy. and easy. Yeah. Okay. 
Next question. My credit card limit was halved in April due to COVID-19 and I'm unable to use cash. Should I get a payday loan to help me in the interim? Okay. Um, so I, I think what I'm understanding is the credit card company slashed this person's uh, available credit. credit mm -hmm. And she now can't use cash because she's not going anywhere and needs to use um, that kind of thing. So my question is, if she does she have a bank? And if so, does she have a debit card that she can use to and, and use the debit card as she would uh, a credit card? Um, well, are they asking if they were looking to use the, are they saying they wants, don't have cash as wants, in they don't have a cash flow so they can't use cash? She wants to know she should get a payday loan to, to pay, pay off, off the credit card. The, the credit card deck no. is the limit. Was no, half. no chance. And then no chance. <laughs> no chance. The short because, answer is no. Because but. the interest rates and, and the, the fine print of that loan that she would take could possibly quadruple the amount that she's actually borrowing to pay off the Very credit card. Quickly. And the credit card will be a lower interest rate than that. Yeah. Even if you think about it, even a bad, really bad penalty APR credit card is going to be at 29%, 32%. And a payday loan, just regular everyday payday loan, you're looking at 300%, 400%. Right. And, and it's just going to compound so fast. That's one of the things when people say, you know, I'm trying to pay off this payday loan or I need to, that's one of the ones you want to, you know, should I save money or should I pay down my debts? What kind of debt do you have? Well, I have a payday loan, pay off your debts because you're, it's costing you so much extra money. I always tell people, if you have a family member or, you know, go to your in-laws if you have to and borrow some money, but pay off that payday loan because it's going to cost you so much more. And then, you know, take them out to a nice dinner afterwards as a thank you for letting you borrow the money uh, or whatever it is. But you need to pay off those payday loans ASAP. Yeah. Stay away from payday loans, period. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of questions about payday loans, um, especially in regard to uh, credit limits being reduced. So we should we'll, we'll do an episode on that one in the future. Okay, next question. Is unemployment money tax-free? I've been receiving unemployment checks for five weeks and I haven't seen any taxes being taken out, but I just listened to your episode and you mentioned paying taxes. So that's an interesting question. Um, unemployment typically is subject to taxes federally, um, but like for instance, in the state of California, uh, it's not subject to social security or Medicare. Um, and or are they taxable on your typical California income tax return? Um, but it really varies from state to state. Okay, next question. I have $22,000 saved and I owe $20,000 in student loans. I know I have a reprieve until September, but should I wait until the coronavirus, coronavirus crisis is over to pay off my student loans or just pay it now? Yeah, student loans is... is a tricky one. If if you only have that twenty two, yeah, so he has twenty two thousand saved and twenty thousand. Kudos for saving that kind of money. Yeah. Um, you know that that's not an easy sum of money to accumulate. Assuming there's no other debts as well, because if if there are other debts, you definitely probably want to take care of those first, because your student loans are going to offer more benefits, usually lower APRs. Um, 
but I, I'd be cautious in spending your entire savings on paying off debt because then you're going to, what if something comes up? You don't, you want to have that uh, emergency fund available. Uh, and, you know, with the student loans right now, you're not really, I mean, they're on hold. So what if, you know, they may be working now, but what if something happens and now they don't have their emergency blanket sitting there to, to help them out? I'd be cautious. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't spend the whole nest egg um, and get into depleting your savings account uh, for something like that, especially student loans that typically are at a lower interest rate than a typical debt. I can see that why that would be tempting, though. Yeah. I'm just staring at those numbers. <laughs> just switch it out. Yeah. But at the same time, how much longer is it going to take to rebuild up that savings account? Yeah, I mean, if you can pay half of it and then pay the rest of it, but at least keep that three to six month. That, that's always a safe, got to keep three to six months in that cash. Next question. I'm a 35-year-old single mother of two on a single income. I live in a pretty high cost of living area and I'm currently working on finishing up my BA in health information management. I don't really have any money in retirement and I'm starting to panic a little. The calculators online say I need to be putting away 14% of my income a year, which isn't realistic for me, earning roughly $1,900 a month. I don't see how I'll be able to save while paying down my debt. Any advice? Do you have any success stories about saving for retirement later in the game? Tell me it isn't hopeless. <laughs> what was the age? 35. 35. I like to think that's a very, very young age still. <laughs> I might be biased, you know, somewhere <laughs> in that general area. <laughs> it is young. It is young. I think the, the honest truth at this point is, is put away anything you can. And the first thing to do is try to uh, pay yourself first. And, and we talk about that a lot. And, and the reason we say this is a lot of times people want to save what they have left. And the honest truth is not most of us don't have a lot left when it's over. And our brain says, oh, there's, there's so much there in my account, but I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to deplete it right? By putting it into a savings. So the idea is if you can just start with $10 a month, $20 a month, or $20 a paycheck, let's say if you're paid by what monthly, so you're putting away $40 a month, do that first into a different account or put that into a retirement vehicle if you can. Start there and then pay what you, and then use what you have left over, which would be still a significant amount after taxes and pay off your debts. And I think that you'll get that feeling of I am putting it away without even thinking about it. Um, that is where I would start. Um, and, also, and something is better than nothing uh, at this point. So just kind of flipping the idea of paying yourself like you're a bill first. Yeah, I think also another thing to consider kind of you know, going off also the last question is, is there a save emergency savings account built in? And if there isn't one of those established, you definitely want to try and establish those because if you put money away and save it in uh, retirement, but you have zero in your emergency fund, you're playing, it can be a very dangerous situation. If some financial emergency arises and there's, you know, your money's locked up in your retirement, which is great. You want to invest in it as early and as much as possible. But if you don't have that emergency fund and then you end up having to take out a credit card debt or you know, we talked about also in a previous question of payday loan, you're going to lose so much more money than that, than that potential growth. Yeah. And I would talk to a personal financial um, 
financial planner planner because there are other vehicles that you can put into retirement accounts that you can touch unlike a ira or a 401k yeah and and it's something where if you didn't have the three months um or six month savings and now you're in a tough financial situation it's going to be really hard to build it up now um and and it's something where you're at the point you're going through it right now you, know, you can't be, beat yourself up over it because it, it, it does you no good. It wasn't there already. There's nothing you can, you can't go back and do anything about that. You can, you know, make the budgetary changes that you need to make now, cut back on your spending where you can now, because those are things you can control right now at this moment. You can't control the past and the fact that there wasn't enough savings there. And then once you make it to the other side of the financial hurdle, make sure that you take it as a learning experience and, and, you know, take it as a, as a, you know, Oh, they were right. That would have made it so much easier. That's when you can reflect back on it and say, I should have, and, and start building your emergency savings from there. If you're just scraping by now, there's no point in, you know, beating yourself up for previous things because you can't change anything now. That's you're just right. going to stress yourself out. So look forward. More. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I bet there's a lot of people kicking themselves for not having an emergency fund, but there's nothing you can do about it. So just let's just move forward. Right. That's right. That, the hardest thing, the only reason you're looking back, the only way, the only reason you're looking back at all is to say, where can I make necessary changes going to go forward? And that's the way you got to look at it. But you can't beat yourself up and, and wallow in what if, what if, what if I should have, I should have, I should have. Because oh, yeah. it, it'll get you nowhere. I heard that that's called mental, uh, <laughs> there's a bleep in there, but yeah, the coulda, shoulda, woulda is right. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that can be a spiral downward, right? If you get anything that you can, you get absolutely just objectified with that you're just thinking about nonstop. You've got to be able to compartmentalize where you are now, be in the present and then make adjustments to help yourself go forward. And some are gonna work and some aren't. You just can't beat yourself up over that stuff. Unless you're eating pizza pockets or pizza pizza pockets. <laughs> I, was, I was actually gonna bring it back up to, uh, to the eating right, you know, because yeah, I've, I've made the decision to eat whatever it is I ate and not work out as much as I should have. Um, you, I could beat myself up about it and I'm not going to pretend like I don't from time to time, but it, there's nothing I can do about that. You know, all I could do is control what I'm going to go eat, you know, this afternoon. And, and, you know, if, I'm, if I do have a beer, it's a light beer now, as opposed to the IPAs that I normally would have uh, gone with and, you know, control my workouts from here. I could, does me no good to complain why I didn't work out last year all I can do is work out this year. That's right. But sometimes, and you got to think this money, it's the same thing. Are the decisions you making instant gratification or can you make decisions that over the long term will give you gratification? It's just not going to be as quick. And you have to ask that. So you got to weigh it, right? Yeah. Is the decision that you're making going to make, going to benefit you in the future? Or is it just something that you're going to, you make the decision on the impulse because right now it sounds like a good idea. 
but it may harm you in the future. Right. Exactly right. And I've heard that from, you know, I guess a great analogy you can, when you think about that is smokers, right? And when they're trying to quit and it's been forever. And I, I've had some older friends who were in their sixties and now they have emphysema and they go, Oh, if I only would have quit back then. But at the time there was always, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, and they just never did. And, and, and believe me, that's hard, right? There's a lot of, lot to that addiction and everything else, but the, it kind of is the same thing. We can always put off what we can do. Right. I tell my kids this all the day. Why would you put off today or to do tomorrow what you can do today? And that goes for any decision that you're going to make. Well said. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the conclusion of season two. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah. Um, when, when we are back. Uh, the next podcast that we hear, it will be podcast, I believe this is 50, correct? Or 51? One. 51. Yeah. And so we'll be coming back with 52, which will be the start of season three. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, three seasons so far. That's great. Or two seasons yeah. in the books. I guess we got picked up for season three. There you go. <laughs> nice. I think the coronavirus split season two into like the pre and post of like two different years, you know? It really does. <laughs> it does kind of feel like 2020 has been, when you look back at like, what was it? Oh, January, February. You know, I was worried about what day uh, Little League uh, Pitcher Day was and what they had. <laughs> yeah.